Welcome to my channel. My name is Lisa Alistway, and I create a variety of inspirational and informational videos you can use and apply to your life. Today, it is my honor to introduce my friend and my guest, uh, Skip Gonzalez. I have known Skip as a SWT, Southwest Texas State graduate student, formerly known as SWT, but it's now Texas State. And today, Skip is going to talk to us about how and why he became a foster parent. He currently lives in Austin, Texas with his wife, and he uh, has four children, all from the foster system, which we will get into. And yeah, anything else you would like to add to that bio? No, no, Lisa. I mean, it's, it's nothing special. I'm just a regular guy, you know, just trying to do what best we can for our kids, you know? Yes, awesome. Well, I think you are amazing and it's heroic, heroic what you are doing fostering these children. Um, well, so let's get let's get right into it. Why did you want to become a foster parent? Well, I, I had never thought about it before. Um, it was just um, I my wife, Rosanna, we you know, we were married uh, uh, in 2013 and, uh, you know, we, we had been trying to have our own children for a couple of years already. And um, we got to a point where we had bought a new house, two story. We're not even using the upstairs because it's just us, you know. And so one day she mentioned, she's like, hey, what do you think about fostering or adopting children? I said, yes, but I want a sibling group. And she says, OK, but I want a baby. I said, let's do it, you know, wow. and just like that, you know, uh, um, started uh, looking. Well, then we're like, OK, what do we do? <laughs> okay. Right. That's the big question. How do you make where this do you happen? start? Exactly. So, um, you know, just started Googling and um, how to become a foster parent and um, ended up uh, looking for an agency. <clears throat> okay. And one of the things that I did is I called about three or four here in Austin, in the Austin area. Uh, I think I even got one in Houston, but um, I, I called them and, and, and just kind of Asked them like, hey, how does the process work? You know, I just to get a general vibe, you know, one place didn't even call me back. Um, we went to go and I'd like to say we interview, we interview the agencies and I tell that to prospective foster parents. I'm in a foster parent group on Facebook also. And that's the first thing I always say when they ask for recommendations. I go, you know what? It doesn't matter what I say, what he says, what she says, you still need a good vibe from the agency. So interview them. They don't need, oh, you don't need them. They need you, right? right? So, so, so go talk to as many as you can and get a good vibe. Uh, we went to one place um, out here in Austin, and it it was just large. I it just felt like it was a corporation, you know. It was just a a big group. We ended up going with, with a at the time a small agency in uh, 20, 2016, I believe, is when we started uh, the process. Um, it was just a little agency, one office here in Austin. Uh, they're called Lone Star Social Services. And I got their information from, uh, I play a, a, a video, a, a, a game on the phone that has a big social structure. Uh, and so this guy, hey, I, one of my, one of my uh, friends from the, the synagogue has a foster agency, give him a call. We did. The owner, uh, uh, Dr. James Mercer, he came uh, into our home and we just had a meeting here. He came to us and said, this is what we do. This is how you do it, you know, uh, explain to us the process. And we we're like, wow, this, this is great. Like a personal touch, you know? 
little did I know we were like one of his first families, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know to, to get started. So uh, he is, they have now since expanded and they, they cover several regions in Texas. Okay. Um, uh, like I'm in this, I'm in uh, region seven, which is uh, Travis County and about two or three counties that expand out, you know, mm -hmm. uh, San Antonio is a different region. Houston's a different region, you know, Northeast Texas, Panhandle, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I told my wife, I go, you know, let, let, let's do this. And so, man, they give you a stack of papers, Lisa, that yeah. it's like, I mean, it's like you think it's never going to end. The amount of paperwork we had to do to submit um, in order to be approved to be a, a foster home, okay? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we went with this agency, and then uh, that's where we started. And they helped us all the way. I, they're great. Um, they're very supportive. And, um, you know, um, we, we are, and here we are. We're, we're, we're about to finalize our fourth child, like I said, um, and then and wow. probably probably finish our journey here. Wow. So let's talk about the eligibility. What yes. qualifies and what disqualifies you from being a foster parent? Well, one of it's it's not even it's not a whole lot to be eligible. Uh, um, you you don't even have to. You just have to be an adult, right? Eighteen. Uh, eight, 18 minimum. Uh, I've heard of some eighteen-year-olds that have maybe taken in some. Uh, siblings or, or, or kinship. Okay. There's two different types. There's kinship, foster kinship, foster care and mm -hmm. non-kinship, right? So kinship would be like a, a cousin or a second cousin or a second cousin's wife, right? Um, that, and, and, and when, when they remove them, well, let's go back to the eligibility. Yes. 18 years old. Um, you need to have, um, show you've got a safe home, a uh, stable environment, uh, something that would disqualify you would be like a criminal record, right? Uh, um, um, uh, drug or, or, or uh, criminal background. You got to pass the uh, uh, FBI background check. Yeah. Um, you need to have references for, for um, you need to have references from personal um, family and non-family. Mm -hmm. um, you have to have two parents to no, qualify. No. So single parent. Okay. Single, single parent, single adult, right? Uh, and you, and uh, it doesn't really even matter what your status is, uh, uh, um, immigration status or legal, not illegal, permanent or permanent uh, resident, right? It, it that doesn't matter as long as you, you know, you pass the, the background, right? <clears throat> In any age, you can be ninety-five years old. You can be ninety-five if you if you want to try. You yeah. Know. <laughs> it it, uh, it it depends, but there's there's a Obviously, there's a wide range of children that need, you know, from newborn to 17-year-old, and some yeah. children stay in foster care to about 21 uh, on, on certain circumstances, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and, but it's also, you have to want to do this because it's, it's not, uh, it's not, I, don't, I shouldn't say it's not for everyone. I think it is for everyone. I don't understand why more mm -hmm. people don't do it. You know, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of like thinking like, yes, this is what we can do. Let's do it. You know, we didn't know anything about it. We hadn't thought about any, any, you know, what, what could come of it, what could not come of it. We just said, let's just do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of jumped in and started swimming. Um, another eligibility thing. Another main thing is you cannot have more than six children in your home. Okay. You cannot have more six children, more than six children in your home. 
and you need to have enough room living. That was that was one of the first questions they asked me uh, when I called. They're like, hey, I'd like to ask, um, how do I become a foster parent? They're like, well, how many rooms do you have in your house and how big are they? I was like, that's the weirdest question. Well, it turns out the, the minimum standards say that a child needs um, at least 40 square feet in a bedroom, right? And it has wow. to be a bedroom. You can't have them in an open space, uh, in a closet, uh, in a hallway. I mean, they have to be in a bedroom. I mean, they're still human beings, right? And so right. that's what the minimum standard. So uh, we were, once I measured out my rooms, we had uh, 120 square feet and 144 square, square feet. So we were able to have up to three children in a room um, and, and still be in compliance, right? Um, also, one of the things they'll, they'll do um, is genders, the genders of the children. You can't mix genders uh, if they're foster children. They have to, the genders need to be in the same rooms. So, you know, if a person has a one bedroom apartment, you know, you could, you could have up to a three-year-old okay. in the room with you, okay? Mm -hmm. But once they get past three, they need to be in their own rooms. So size, size of the home, uh, financial stability, you need to be able to take care of the children, right? This, yep. There is a reimbursement and we can get into that, um, but yeah. that's, not, that's not how, okay, well, if I get this child, I'm going to get this money and I can care for them but we, I can't carry them without that money, right? Um, so you have to have some kind of financial You have stability. to show uh, employment? Sure, sure, yeah, you know, uh, just uh, uh, tax payment stubs and stuff, but they're not, they're not, they're not marking say, oh, you gotta have this X amount of dollars, you know, but there are some numbers that they have to say, well, you can't, they can look at all your financials and say, yeah, you can, you can afford to take on a child, yeah. two, three, four, right? You know, it depends. Do you have to take any type of psychological or mental assessment? <laughs> no, but you know what? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just, I was just wondering that. No, I mean, I think, I think anything, no, because there are people that are foster parents that are on, uh, may have uh, some psychotropic drug for medications or something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, we didn't have to, we didn't have to, Test. There was no, no written test, but maybe now that I think about it, no, 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 I didn't. No, I, no, we didn't. But maybe through the interview process, they yeah, they get a good idea. For. Absolutely. Well, then what they do, and then once you compile all your paperwork, background check, fingerprints, all of this is done. Then comes the home study. Real quick, okay. let me ask you one question. Sure, sure. How much have you paid for application fees so far before that that home study comes? So it doesn't cost you anything to apply, submit the paperwork. The background no. checks are paid for by the agency. Every okay, the I would say the only thing out of pocket I paid for. Let's see, the whole process to a, to get licensed um, through the agency does not cost anything. Um, you will have to have a health inspection by the county, I believe. Um, well, here in Austin, when I when we did it, if I lived in if I lived in the city limits of Austin, it would have cost me like forty five dollars, something like that. Uh, but since I was in the county of Travis County, it didn't cost anything. So they just come in and they just did a walkthrough to make. I mean, I you know, there's no roaches, there's no holes in the wall, or nothing like that. You know that it's a safe environment and clean. But I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that that. Like everything has to be spotless from now on. No, no, no. It's just, you know, they're going to come in. It's not a drug bin, right? There's not needles, yeah. stuff like that, right? Right, right, right. So, so that cost money a little bit. Another amount of money I had to pay for was 
we had to have a fire inspection. And at some point I was contacting the fire department to come in. And apparently I found out later that um, what I really needed was um, the, the furnace, the home, the AC unit um, furnace inspected. Basically a plumber could come over or HVAC guy, yep, yep, looks good. Here it is, I inspected it, it's working properly, right? Uh, so that was taken care of. And then uh, the agency completed the rest of the, I guess the fire inspection, like, um, you know, gotta have a, a fire extinguishers, right? So I've got a fire extinguisher downstairs, a fire extinguisher upstairs. They have to be yearly um, um, uh, inspected, right? Yearly inspected, gotta be tagged. And, um, even that kind of cost can be offset because my agency actually provides us the fire extinguishers. Uh, in the first few years, we were going through a, a, a company uh, at a Cedar Park, I forget their name, um, but they were providing fire extinguishers for foster parents for free. Okay. You know, they, yeah. would, they, would, they, would, they would ask you questions, how big your house, blah, blah, blah. I'd say, okay, you need one, we'll even take it, here it is. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, sometimes it might be a $25 inspection fee if, if you can't find it, right? Uh, and I guess the last fee I uh, would have paid is uh, have to have uh, CPR, CPR first aid oh, okay. certified. So, so that's overall, the, the, the cost to the potential foster parent is very minimal. Very minimal to get to get the license, yes, yes. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. so... So we've talked about eligibility, make sure that you are eligible, make sure you don't have any of those disqualifiers, and then the cost is minimal. So mm -hmm. let's talk about the next step. Um, well, then once all of that was done, then we went to the home study, okay? okay. Uh, and the home study is where they come in and it, it, you're a professor, so and we were in grad school, we've done reports, right? So it's kind of like a report they do on us. So um, they have already a lot of information from us. So they start compiling what I, I, I like to call it. It's like a, this is like your CPS home resume. This is my family resume for CPS, right? And so what they'll do is the person comes in and they'll interview us. Oh, I think it lasted about four hours. They talked to both of us, asked a lot, several, a lot of personal questions, many questions, right? Um, and then they interviewed us, um, individually, right. Individually. Um, and then we got back together again and went over some more questions. And then, um, what she's doing is, the, uh, that particular person was, uh, she was taking notes. She already kind of had a, a skeleton of a report, right. Mm -hmm. And it was filling in some blanks that she wanted to get some more details on and get an idea. And once that is done, then it goes into like peer review, right? So then it goes to a supervisor, the supervisor looks it over and says, okay, hey, get some more, we need some more uh, clarification on this because they're trying to polish it up for us, for CPS. Okay. For a, a caseworker to look over. And then it finally, then, you know, then it gets approved, right? And I asked, uh, I asked the, the home study lady, I go, hey, so what might cause someone to fail a home study? Because when, pe when people start the process, it kind of freaks them out. Oh yeah. my God. Oh my God. What are they going to ask? What are they going to ask? And I always tell the people, I go, look, they're just, just be honest, relax. They're trying, they want to help you. They're trying to help you look good. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, and so she said that um, sometimes they have been given references from a family member and a family member will go, Oh yeah, no, that's a bad idea. No, wow. no, they're, uh, 
you know, they do this, they do that or whatever, you know, they get a bad, bad reference, you know, and they'll be like, oh yeah, no, this isn't a good idea. Or also um, in the process of interviewing, sometimes a, a, a couple, right? Just, a, you know, married couple. In fact, you don't even, you don't even have to be married mm-hmm. as long as you had like a domestic relationship, right? Um, in the process of interviewing, one one partner might go, yeah, yeah, I'm just doing it because, yeah, yeah, hey, I'm 100% support, 100% supportive of her, of my wife. Yeah, I'm going to support her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is what she wants to do. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, hey, whatever, yeah. She'll so take care they, of it all. <laughs> they get an idea that, oh, hey, mm-hmm. this is a 100% commitment of the household. Yeah. You know, this isn't where one person is going to take it on. It's not like that, right? Mm-hmm. So if they get the vibe that one family members really not into it that may not that may not work well because mm-hmm. it is stressful there's a lot of a lot of things that can happen go on and it needs to be unified as a team there are yeah. many there are many uh foster parents um that do it uh, that are single uh in fact i have um two of my friends that i recommended my two of my friends that i have several friends that have hit me up personally right mm-hmm. uh two of them are, are are one of them is foster caring about to adopt Another one has just, um, I think, uh, uh, is in the middle of a process. Uh, um, also, she's a single mom um, um, and, and a few other people. So it, it's, uh, you know, it just takes, that takes a lot of, a lot of effort for one person, right? Yeah. Uh, an, another thing that they do uh, because of that is another eligibility thing uh, I meant, forgot to mention is uh, the age of the children, Okay. There's a there's a particular rule that I believe he says you can't have more than three children under the age of two, or two children under the. There's a certain for babies, they don't want you to have six newborns because they're gonna because they know that's just too much. Yeah. Right? Even for even for a husband and wife or or a couple, so yep. there are certain rules of of limitations based upon young children uh, under a certain age. You mm-hmm. know, so. Um, so yeah, so they get they get the resume ready to go the 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 the, the home study, and uh, once it once it's approved, then like we just wait, we wait, we get on the list. You yeah, know, what is the timeline in all of this? I'm wondering how how many months does this take to get licensed? To, yeah, to, like the whole okay, process. All of that for us, we had about a six month break because uh, my mother in law was living with us, and so in order to simplify the process we said let's just put it on pause mm. until she leaves because if not then she's going to have to get in the process and she was going to oh, be leaving she's going to be going back and and so it was a little bit after she left um dr mercer the the owner the director of the agency called me hey are you still going to do this and i was like oh my god are you calling me to kick me in the butt to get the process going again I, he's like no no i go yes you are that's okay we're on it you know we, yeah. we got back on it um so it's really as fast as you can compile the, the information they're requesting. Oh, it's, so it know, could happen uh, in a matter of a could, couple it months. It could happen a few months. It could happen in a few months, depending on, on how quickly you can gather all the data they request, all the forms, fill them in and, and everything. So, okay. or, you know, uh, it, it, it's just what it is, you know, how, wow. however. But what, now, once you, once you get licensed, okay, then it's like the wait, right? So we got our license and we are choosing to, well, I guess, I guess I need to define foster. Real quick. Yeah. yeah. yeah On the else? license. Yeah. Is that something you don't have to take a test for this license. It's just this whole interview process. And then you have to get it renewed every year. And no, 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 no. no? Once you're licensed, once you're licensed, the agency, it's lifetime. Will, 
the, until yes, until you choose not to, or they find you in, un, you know, not compliance with the rules, and okay. maybe they they take the license away. But okay. it's not like the agency just cuts you loose. No, no, no. They come monthly. We get we get we get visits monthly from the agency. Right. That will continue to uh, uh, go through the home and check. Uh, uh, you know, so, um, um, do the children's uh, beds have a, um, a waterproof cover? over the mattress, right? Mm -hmm. Are there beds where they're supposed to be? Or, or just, they just come in and kind of just, uh, is, it, is, the it, same is it baby proofed? Yeah, no it, no, it depends on the agency because there can be turnaround, you know? Oh, okay. but, the, but monthly, they do inspect the home monthly. Sometimes Until they uh, are 18 until, and out of the house. Until they're 18 out of the house or out of foster care. Like for us, uh, since we're about to adopt our fourth baby, um, I think we will probably have the adoption done by, um, August, September, maybe September latest, you know? And so uh, then we're gonna, okay, we're gonna close the home. But even, even when our first foster placement, I don't know, you probably ever saw him on my social media, little man, right? Yep. Uh, after a year and a half, he was returned, right? And um, so we decided to, and we had already adopted the siblings, the three siblings. So I said, you know, well, let's put a pause. Let's put a pause on getting any phone calls. So we got ourselves taken off of like, the emergency placement list for mm -hmm. for about uh, about eight months, and then we decided to reopen the home. Okay, put us put us back in the queue, put us back in the batting order, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you, were uh, you in the process of adopting little man? No, little. Uh, okay. We ended up. Um, it got to where the mother um, was did what she needed to do her services, and we can talk about what the what you know what it is to foster versus adopt and all that uh, in a bit, but. Okay. No, he did everything, you know, I, I would tell the mother, I had a great um, 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 personal relationship with her where I would tell her, I go, look, you know, you're, you're court ordered to do certain services. It's your child has been removed. It's not easy. Right. So I want you to know that I am taking care of your child until you're ready. Oh, okay. Until you're ready and everything is done. Mm -hmm. He's in a safe place. Don't worry about that. You focus on everything else. And she did. Mm -hmm. She did. She did. Uh, uh, the case was extended, um, which is typical, another, an additional six months. Mm -hmm. uh, typically, it's one year, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the case, and then uh, he went home. And so we're still in contact with him. You know, oh, still, we, still, we still see him. Uh, so yeah, so it, it, yeah, it's great. Um, with regards to the application process, anything else to add to it? I know they do the home visits. They, yeah, they is that pretty much it? The, um, well, uh, if the, the, okay, so... Um, several people will visit, not just the agency. The agency is in charge of our license, right? Okay. They're contracted by the state of Texas to say, hey, I am putting my, my name, the agency's name, to tell you reputation that this home is in compliance, we check them, okay? So they are in compliance, right? The CPS caseworkers, they also come by to visit the child's children monthly and for them, they are in the CPS case with the judge, um, you know, that ongoing case, right? Uh, our agency caseworker won't necessarily go to the court hearings because they don't have a standing, right? They're not involved in that. Okay. Um, the, a child may have a, a CASA a volunteer, um, okay. Child Advocacy Center. Um, mm -hmm. Also, there might be, a, each child will also have their own attorney. Each child, children will have their own attorney. Okay. Uh, they may or may not visit. We had a, a little man had a had a, a fantastic attorney who would come 
monthly and visits and call and because she I'm advocating for my child for my client mm-hmm. he was four right mm-hmm. I'm going to advocate for him so she you know it, it was great the, the siblings had also a great ad litem uh, but the, uh, the 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 preschooler slash toddler yeah. right that we have now yeah. I never heard from that attorney never saw him never heard anything nothing mm-hmm. you know okay. but it's just it just depends you so know. let's talk a little bit about the selection process um and also what types of kids are, are being fostered and sure. how did you choose this one over that one? And how did, how did you go about doing that process? It was just like, Jesus, take the wheel, you know? <laughs> um, okay. So when you get licensed, um, you can do it one of two ways. You can be adoption only. Okay. Or foster, foster parent to adopt. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of the, there are some people that are like, I only want to adopt a child. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way this works is when a child is removed from a home, okay, for whatever reason, whatever abuse is out there, right? Um, there is a what what as a as a professor uh, or as a teacher or there's other professions that are mandated by law. Daycare workers, if they suspect or abuse, they have to report it. They call mm-hmm. the 800 line. That gets investigated. That gets the ball going. Okay. Yep. And so when a child is removed, the first thing they want to do is find a family member. They want to find a family member to put the child back with the family, right? Well, you yeah. can't be with this family member. Let's try to find a, a sister, a, a, an aunt, a, a, an uncle, a grandmother, uh, the parent, the parent, you know, let's try to find them. Uh, in my particular case, uh, a little man, uh, when he was removed, they went to the father and uh, they, they, he was living at this home with another guy. And they said, okay, he can, you can get your child, but you know, your roommate's going to have to get a, a CPS background check. And the guy's like, nope, 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 get out. He kicked them out of the house. So now the father doesn't have a home. So they're like, well, you know, we can't wait. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's where we ended up getting called. Uh, so, uh, so that's where they would find a foster home, an emergency placement, an emergency placement, right? And um, so once everything, once they can't find a family, then they've been... We don't want the kids sleeping in the, in, in the office, in the CPS office. It, that happens, right? It, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. But um, so they, they reach out to, the, to, they send out an email blast to all the agencies. Hey, we've got this child. We need a home in this region, this area. And so we got called and said, hey, and basically said, the agency called, we got a four-year-old boy, Hispanic, uh, basic care, basic level. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> and we're like, Sight unseen. It's Sight just unseen. Yeah, yeah. no, because there's no time for that, right? Mm-hmm. So you get as much information as you can. It's a little hard on you get age, you get history, a little bit of their a history. Small history of what they might know. Because sometimes a child may already have a, a previous CPS cases, the, yeah. that parent, right? So there might be a little bit of knowledge already yeah. uh, towards towards that. You know, so there's a lot more kids out there than there is homes. Yes, yes, yes. Unfortunately, you know, uh, but that number, I, I believe I saw some statistic, uh, maybe uh, 2019 or something where they were actually in Travis County, they were actually able to um, um, have more kids. There weren't as many kids sleeping in the office, I guess they were able to find more homes, That's good. you know, uh, for the children um, than previous years. And so I, man, now that I think about it, it it was, but it was Travis County, so there was less numbers. So once a child is removed, the 
the CPS says we're going to have a plan. This is our plan. Our plan is reunification with the family. Duh, right? You want the child back with the family. That's the mm -hmm. first plan. Okay. Well, what happens is they go to a court hearing and the judge, um, the judge basically will tell the parents, or well, CPS would advocate, and they all, the, all each parent has their attorneys. There's the, the guardian ad litems, the, the child's attorneys, right? CPS, everyone, everyone's there. So the judge, everyone presents a case and the judge says, well, in order for you to get to the child, then you need to take parenting classes. You need to uh, uh, take drug test, be drug tested regularly, like weekly, right? Mm -hmm. All these, the, the service plan is what it's called. And so that they must complete the service plan. In Let me order ask you a question yeah. on the service plan. Cause it sounds like a lot of these kids have been abused and been through some type of trauma. Sure. Do these foster parents get some training to deal with trauma? Oh, oh yes. That was part of the licensing, getting our license. There's a, there's hours of training, you know, that we, that we do at the beginning. Uh, we went to, uh, uh, two eight-hour sessions on a weekend, not to mention the multitude of psychotropic medication trainings, uh, sexual abuse training, uh, how to how to report abuse, uh, seat belts, uh, water safety, water, you know, um, mm -hmm. all kinds of. And but this has to be re also renewed monthly. So usually every yeah. month I have some kind of training to do. Yeah, especially you know, I can imagine, you know, because long that trauma can last long term, and it's not now, something that you're going to fix in a week or a month. No. No, yeah. no, um, and and the the trauma could be you know sexual abuse, emotional abuse, neglect, physical. Uh, physical. It could be a, a multitude of things, right? Um, and so part of the so what so that's how the child is removed, right? So, but the CPS, it's still going to be reunification with the parent. Okay. I, I don't want to say regardless of why they were removed, but that's just the first plan. That's just the first. This is the course. Secondary, mm -hmm. usually the secondary plan is non-kinship adoption, right? Mm -hmm. Non-kinship. So that's like secondary, but we got to, we got to, the state, look, removing a child and terminating parental rights, that's a serious thing. This yep. is a lifelong decision. They don't take it lightly, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they want to give the parent all the chances the parent can have in order to get the child back to prove to the judge, I've changed my ways. Look at the improvements we've done. You know, I can get my child back. You know, um, sometimes some parents perform right off the get-go. Sometimes they they lag, and then they they at the end they speed up. You know, and finish what they need to do. And other mm -hmm. times they just don't do it. They just mm -hmm. don't do it. They don't even go to court hearings. You know, they don't they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So um, so it's about a year long, and a judge will ha usually have a, a hearing about every three months, every three months. Okay, to get an update. And then whatever motions the attorneys put in, blah, 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 you know. Um, and so that's, that's when you do that until you get to the uh, final hearing. And then the, the CP, by, by about six months, eight months, the CPS already knows kind of like, yeah, this is going to go to termination. We're going to terminate the parental rights. That's what we're going to recommend. Mm -hmm. You know, or no, the, the parent's doing great, you know, doing great. You know, we're going to recommend uh, reunification, you mm -hmm. know. So, um, so that process, so that's kind of where the, the process kind of splits up. So if everything is done right, the child is returned to the home. Now they're, the parents are not off the hook, right? So they still are under CPS uh, inspection or monitoring 
CPS caseworker for another six months. It's called a return, a monitored return. Okay. So the child will go back to the home and CPS is still had to make sure the home is, is safe. It's livable. You know, it's, it's not garbage everywhere, right? They have the roof, they have, you know, they have jobs. You gotta have a job, right? You gotta support your child. Now, being poor is not a reason for a child to be removed, okay? That's, that's not a thing. There's other things involved, right? So once the parents um, completes, does everything after six months and they're like, case closed, we're done, we're out, okay? Uh, some, then if a child is, is kind of, well, it's gonna be, we, we're gonna recommend termination of the rights. So what CPS will do, they ask the foster parent, hey, this is where we're gonna go. What are your thoughts? You've had the child for X amount of months, X amount of time. Would you like to adopt the child? The foster parents would get first dibs, right? Um, it's just people have to think hard as to what their answer is going to be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's an emphatic, heck yeah, we're adopting. Or you know what? We're going we're gonna to choose not to adopt. That's how we got our sibling group. Um, we choose not to adopt. Uh, we choose to continue to foster care or, or whatever. You can, you can say no, okay? Mm -hmm. it, it's... However, reason if it's not right, and and there's a lot right. of a lot of things going on. Uh, mm -hmm. So so then CPS is going to start looking for an adoptive placement. Okay, we're going to find a home that wants to adopt the children. That's what happened with our children. The previous foster parents uh, had them for about seven months, and and once those parents were not doing anything, uh, they weren't completing nothing, failing drug tests, not showing up for drug tests. Uh, so the ad litem was like, yeah, we're going to go termination. So. Um, so let's find a home. Let's find a home. And so that's how our name got put in there. And, um, and they were put into our, into our home after being interviewed by their caseworker and their attorney. So that would be called a legal risk placement. Okay. Legal risk. They're still a foster child. They're not free for adoption. Mm -hmm. So that, that status is still reunification. Okay. It, it just means that it's likely will be terminated, but you never know. You never know what could happen. Another family member could come in and, and mm -hmm. submit a home study and, and, or they found somebody, you know, so therefore you are taking a risk <laughs> to yeah. take this child as an adoptive placement. Okay. So nothing is set in stone until the parental rights have been terminated. Okay. okay. Then that becomes an adoptive placement. Okay. And then even then, the, there's a transition of uh, foster uh, caseworker to adoption caseworker. That's where we are. That's where we are at. We have a, a caseworker who only deals with adoptions. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so there, you would do that. An, another type, just another type of foster placement would be not necessarily an emergency placement or a legal risk, but it would be kind of like the foster placement was not working at another home. All right. For whatever reason, uh, something maybe the, the family thought there was a danger to their family from the child or abuse, uh, the, the child was abusive or to their children or just there's multitude of reasons. It's not working yeah. out, right? Yeah. Or, or maybe, you know, uh, the, the, um, there's just a lot of stuff. So, so then that child would be moved to another foster home. That's where our smallest, our youngest, that's what happened to him. He was removed from a home. He was removed from the, from the home. Um, actually pre when he was removed, when he was born due to him testing positive for marijuana from the mother. Okay. 
but the mother did a service plan, what she had to do. And so he went back. Okay. Okay. So, so when he was removed, he went to a home. Um, there was other foster children in there. It just wasn't working. There's was a lot of stress there between the children. So they put him, they just they moved him into another foster home. So that's just, um, it's just a placement. You're getting a place. So when you get that, you get a little more history, you know, a little bit more information of a child, which is kind of a good thing, kind of gives you a good idea. If they call you're like, Hey, we need to find another home. And so when they called us, um, cause she, that lady was going to be a, a short term placement. So they were looking for another longer term foster parent. And that's when they called us. And the lady was great. This lady has been foster caring for 30 something years. She's adopted 20 children. You know, wow. her, her oldest was 52, you know, my wow. age, my age. In fact, she worked, I think at a, at a hospital in Austin, a health hospital. And she remembers seeing this little boy hitting his head against the wall, just like, you know, and just like, oh my God, she asked the people, can I take this boy home for the weekend? Little rest. Yeah. And they're, uh, yeah, 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 sure. So he went home and he never left her house. She, that was her first adoption. You oh, know, that's amazing. so they, they found us and then he came to us. Okay. So then he was not legal risk. He was just a foster placement. Okay. Very um, cool. And then terminate, parental rights terminated. And now we're in the adoption phase, which uh, still requires more paperwork. You know, mm -hmm. now if you adopt a foster child, now the cost of adopting, okay. Once again, is going to be, it's not going to cost us anything. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the, um, I guess uh, there's a mandatory maximum limit of $1,200 the attorney can be the attorney can bill, um, mm -hmm. so the state will cover that. Okay. Okay. The state covers that bill. So, uh, other than more paperwork, it's it's not going to cost us anything. They're going to uh, get the we're going to get the adoption decree. We're going to get um, the they're going to take care of a birth certificate, which is a little surreal when you get a new birth certificate. Oh yeah. With a new child's name, how if you want to change it, however, and then our names as the parents. Oh, that's amazing. You know. Uh, and so that those are those are the levels of of, of getting towards you get to adoption, um, but for people that want to strictly adopt, mm -hmm. it takes it can be a long wait. It can be a long wait based upon what your range is, mm -hmm. you know what uh, how many children you can have, and also when is that child legally uh, adoptable, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Up for adoption, you know. So, so would you say the majority of the people applying to become foster parents are the ones that, you know, will make the investment, but they understand that the children may go versus the ones that are just, I want to foster to adopt. Like that's a smaller percentage. I, you know what? I, I think, um, no, I think the largest is foster. Foster so to adopt. Definite, definitely foster. We're going to foster. We intend to adopt. You know, uh, some people can foster 20 children and then finally get to a child and go, this is the one, you know? Okay. Uh, it it just depends on the household, you know. It depends. Yeah. It just depends on that. You don't. You never know. But some yeah. people could get a child. Could get also get a placement, and the child uh, is in there only for uh, six, you know, four months, three months, yeah. two weeks, you know. If they find is the child, they, how big is the child's voice in saying, "I don't want to live here. I don't want to be with this parent." Depends on the it depends on the child's age. Definitely, an older child can have more say in advocating for themselves. Okay. Okay. My little man. He he told the judge, I, I don't want to go home. I want to stay here. All right. So he was he was trying to advocate for himself. And there was a few other things that happened. And uh, he got to speak to the judge with his attorney alone, you know. Um, but uh, so but like a 13 year old, 15 year old, 
16 year old they're going to have they're going to they they're going to have a, a voice they will have a voice you know okay. even a 10 year old could have a voice it okay just depends on the child in the case okay so they nothing's permanent you may be fine with it the agency may be fine with it the kid says nope i'm out possibly and, possibly yeah. yeah yeah because you know if if you're not feeling it you know and if the kid's not into it then if there's not a bond there then yeah you're not you know it's not a good idea to to do it and i i think i think people that are honest will do that now now look, there are of uh, now this is adoptions through cps right there's private adoptions that's a whole nother ball game all right mm -hmm. That's like how you see celebrities going to Africa or wherever, and, and I'm going to adopt the child, right? Well, that process is very expensive. Um, I mean, if people have the money for it, good. Uh, yeah. But that's that's a different process. CPS is not involved with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw a hor in my opinion, a horrible case on Instagram. There's a family documenting their adoption of a child. And then they came out and uh, they said, they were looking for a child from another country, special needs. They were looking for a special needs child. They adopted the child, and then they decided at some point, we're going to rehome the child that we adopted. I'm like... Oh, I did. I do remember hearing about that. Yeah. yeah. They got a lot of heck for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? So there's actually... There is yeah, she was a, a YouTuber, like blogger, yeah, like yeah, influencer yeah. or whatever. But yeah. yeah, and then they said, well... We can't handle them, you know. We had more needs than we thought. Well, you know, yeah. When yeah. you kind of get a child sight unseen, no, they had some visits here or there, but that's difficult. Yeah. But that's once again, that's a whole nother topic. If you adopt right. a child and all of a sudden say, "No, I want to rehome them," and people yeah. do that, it's people not a puppy. <laughs> it's exactly. a commitment. Thank you, thank you. That's what yeah. you cannot do that with your with your biological child, right? Mm -hmm. So once again. That's another thing. So, um, so private adoptions—that's not, not anywhere where we're talking about. Right, right. Chances are that's going to be a long wait, expensive, different. Yeah. You know. Um, so, what about the? Let's talk a little bit about the cost because you talked about the application process doesn't cost. It's very mm -hmm. minimal. If you mm -hmm. adopt, doesn't cost you anything. The licensing, again, yeah, minimal. There, minimal. Well, there is and there. There's a lot of assistance. There is a, a lot, lot of assistance. So don't yes. think that no. money is the issue here because there's ways exactly. around it. There's there are ways to help you. They are trying to make it successful. Okay. Yes. So but you do the, have to have a job and employment and income coming in. And yes. they do provide a monthly supplement, correct? There is a reimbursement. Yes. A daily mm -hmm. per diem, right? Like a daily per diem. Okay. A basic level child is about $27 a day, right? Um, then I think you can get to a moderate level and then a severe level. Uh, there's like three levels. Okay. You know, um, now there are some children that need 24 hour, like supervision, like uh, uh, the disabilities or whatever, physical, yes. emotional. I mean, there's a, they need a lot of work. So they, there is a higher reimbursement for them. Okay. Okay. Also a part of that, the agency also gets paid by the state daily in order to, you know, for, for doing what they do, right? So that's how they are also making money or that's how they make their money, right? Um, so we, we, get, we get that reimbursed and that's usually uh, the month after. So however many days you have that child in your home, that's what it's gonna be times 31, times, you know, 30, the 27 or whatever X amount is, right? Do you get more if the child's older? <laughs> no, 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 no. Even Same. though they eat more. 
<laughs> exactly versus a exactly a newborn versus a 16 year old right yeah exactly. 16 year old boy <laughs> there's a there's a wide range yes so there is that uh also if needed daycare is also covered okay, okay. the state will cover daycare but only for school age children i'm sorry below school age and what i found out about that when we got our first children we had little man was able to go to daycare we got twin four-year-old the twin at the time, the twins were four years old, 30 days younger than little man. So I had triplet three, triplet four-year-olds, right? So they were approved for daycare versus my seven-year-old that was denied. I'm like, wait, what? I thought all children are covered. No, 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 no. School-age children are not covered. <clears throat> so we had to kind of work around uh, destiny and, and trying to, how are we going to take care of her? Luckily, our school district here has a, has a after-school program. Mm-hmm. that Monday through Thursday till six. Okay. So after school, they stay on campus and they're there till six, we pick them up. It's uh, some kind of grant uh, program, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so on Fridays, I I had to uh, take time off uh, from my job, eight to five job, to be back and able to pick her up by about four. So mm-hmm. I was able to do that. Or, or um, And then summer came along and we're like, well, we can't leave her alone. My wife was also working. Um, you have both parents or the or the single parent have to be working full time. If one parent is stay at home, uh, you're not qualified for the for the daycare uh, CCMS uh, the the payments, right? Also, uh, teachers. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there: teachers that have summers off, um, um, they don't get daycare during the summer. Okay, that that's a whole other ball game. That's a whole other thing, but that's usually what happens. Um, additionally. Um, the daycare, the the, parent, the teachers. Oh, so on the during the summer, I would take Destiny to work with me. She'd okay. sit in a little cubby underneath the desk and you know and do her thing. So um, that's that's how that that's how the, the 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 CCMS works. But it's not just that they'll cover it. I always tell foster parents in the group, well, hey, do you have any advice? I go, yes. Find out what daycares are in your area that are approved by C- by CPS mm. or, or CCMS through Workforce Commission, you know, um, who, who's uh, in your area, who's close to you, what's convenient, and do they have an opening? Because <laughs> yeah. we, we can, you know, my town, we only got three, and, uh, you know, at any given time, they could like, not have age ranges uh, open, right? So yeah. now what? Now what? Right. That's what happened with the little, with the baby. I told, they called me on a Friday. Can you do the placement? You know? And when they called us, uh, I was like, I told my wife, I go, Hey, it's a two year old. What do you think? Let's get some experience on changing diapers. Cause four year olds are usually already housebroken, right? They talk, mm-hmm. you know, a two year old, that's a whole different ballgame. Right. But I also told the caseworker, we can't do anything until I found out we got daycare. I cannot tell you yes. And then you bring the child to my home and go, Oh, we can't do it. Cause we can't find daycare you know no no you need to have that sorted yeah before that kid gets in your home so that's Mm -hmm. why I try to tell people you need to have that already in your head what you're going to do yeah yeah and I imagine that's extra challenging if you're a single parent trying to foster and work and yeah I mean daycares are out there but do you have to drive across Austin you know or or Houston or wherever right so it's yeah you've got to find it or there may not even be a CPS uh, approved daycare in, in where you live in the country or something, right? Yeah. You know, might be 40 miles away. It just depends. What age so, are they allowed to be by themselves at home and to watch their siblings? Well, you, 
I guess with foster kids, you probably shouldn't, but I guess some teenagers, that's part of normalcy, I guess, you uh-huh. know, um, where you can, uh, a child can go out with friends, right? Okay. Or go I didn't out. know if they specified no, that. No, 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 that's not, it's not, it's not really a specific age. Okay. Okay. But yeah, you're not going to leave a five-year-old alone. Right. You know, nine-year-old. And eight, my wife and I, <laughs> we've been doing this since, I guess we've had the kids in 2018. I don't think we've gone out alone together, us, this whole time. Wow. Um, you know, we don't, well, we don't trust, we don't want other people to take care of our kids. We don't trust them. Uh, <laughs> another thing is just, you know, they're our kids and it's our responsibility and that's just the way we yeah. feel. You know, yeah. there are other foster families will do respite to take a child for a weekend if you need or or uh or whatever you know uh, if you need time yeah there are families that only do respite and will take a child mm-hmm. drop them off and then you know they take care of the child they're also also approved by cps and da 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 okay you know um so about another another thing that also helps is health care <laughs> i was about to ask about do they reimburse for medical care or anything they, no like they that? don't they don't reimburse but they have medicaid and medicaid covers everything Okay, so all ch- all children are covered under Medicaid. All all children under CPS are going to have Medicaid. Are going to okay. they're going to be covered. Therapy. Uh, um, well, you know, I was a uh, little man was getting speech therapy. I would have to take him to a private private. Per, you know, and that was covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, every doctor visit, uh, uh, fast med if we need de- dentist, all of that stuff. Okay. <clears throat> now, what they did not cover was uh, a de- the braces for my oldest. Okay. Oh, why not? We- that's that's cosmetic. That's oh not, wow! That's not a health thing, right? It's not a health thing, right? Okay. You know, uh, so, so crooked uh, teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. crooked teeth is not a not a health problem. Yeah. Well, I guess it could be. I guess it could be. There's probably instances. Yeah. But we did get a discount on the debt on the braces, so. Okay. I would say we probably paid about thirty percent, maybe, or maybe about forty percent of the cost. So you cost. told the dentist this this child's in the foster care system. Yeah, they, yeah. they know it's the Medicaid. They know. So they, oh, okay. they were able to like, okay, because they're taking the insurance. That's our normal okay. dentist. So they, they gave us, a, we got a discount. There was a discount. Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah. And then another thing on top of that, um, uh, the, 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 the CPS, the daycare. The Medicare. Oh, anyway, I guess, I guess I already forgot. Care. Medical That's care. Okay. It's, all, like I said, it's all covered. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the pros and cons of being a foster parent. Okay. Pros. Uh, I mean, you have to want to do this. You're going to be invested 100%, right? Yeah. Uh, it's I won't forget the first, forgive me. No, no it's I okay. Forget, I won't forget the first Christmas we had. We had the kids. Uh-huh. There were four, three, four-year-olds and a seven-year-old. And um, we were so pumped for Christmas. We're so pumped. Like, oh my God, we can't wait, yeah. you know, kids. Yeah. And so Christmas morning came along. Christmas morning came along. And I'm up like by six. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for kids to be running down the stairs, right? I'm ready. And uh, didn't happen. Didn't happen. I was like, still waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, about 7.15, I hear Peter patter her feet. I'm like, ooh, you know. And then I'm like waiting for some screams. No, not nothing. The bedroom door opened and, and mm-hmm. little man came in and laid next to me. And I was like, okay, it's okay. It's just all right, you know. And then at some point he was like, daddy, because that's what he would call me. And the, the foster children should call you whatever 
is comfortable for them. Okay. Don't make them call you something. Don't make them call you mom or dad or or, or whatever. Just say right. Mr. So and so or Miss So and so, whatever. That'll work. Yeah. And then they can they can change anyway. So he was like, Daddy, I go, what's up? He's like, why are why are there bikes in the living room? I said, what? what? <laughs> there's bikes in the living room. Yeah, there's presents and stuff. I'm like, um, well. I'm like Santa Claus came. Ah, let's go. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, go get the other kids. Go get the other kids. So they ran up and got him like ah. So, but the thing was, because he, he would have been three, so the previous Christmas, so maybe he didn't have that, right? He mm-hmm. didn't, maybe he didn't experience that. He yeah. didn't know. Maybe he yeah. never. I don't know. So right. it was just really moving that he was like, hey, so he bypassed all the toys, everything. Yeah. Um, and asked like, hey, what is this? So uh, that that was really that was great. That was such a great feeling. Yeah. You know, watching the kids grow, uh, uh, you know, uh, man, it just changes your outlook on life being a parent. Yeah. You know, you're you get into uh, mama bear and papa bear mode, you know, and what can we do? And then, you know, you maybe you start doing stuff you, you know, wouldn't have thought about doing. Like, we got to go to Chuck E. Cheese every week or, yeah. oh, let's go to a museum. Oh, uh, let's go to the pool. Uh, let's, you know, just random yeah. things just because you got to get stuff for the kids to do. Yeah. I mean, you're so that, making a tangible difference yes, in another exactly, person's life. Exactly. You can see the differences that you are making on oh, the daily. Okay. Is is your channel safe for work or not? Yeah. Because, okay. Uh, well, I was going to say some stuff that's not safe for work. So I'll just, I'll, I'll abbreviate it. So okay. when the first week we got the boy, we talked about trauma, little man. Uh, yeah. We took him to a carnival and uh, we got him this little neon sword, you know, that lights up, you know, LEDs. And um, we told him, okay, hey, it's like 10 o'clock. We got to go to bed. Time for you to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. You got to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. So he grabbed the sword and he threw it against the wall. It broke. Mm-hmm. So I got it. And I started fixing it. You know, and they're trying to fix it. And it broke some more. He's tiny. He just barely turned four. And he looked at me and he said, F you mother effer. You <laughs> broke my sword. You mother wow. effer. You know, and he's like, and he was in the words, the way that oh. they would have been used by, by an, an adult. adult. Obviously, where did he learn that from? Obviously, exactly. where did he learn that from? Right. Yeah. So he came from that chaotic home. So that was, I gasped for, I about had a heart attack. And I asked my wife, I go, do you hear that? She's like, oh my God. You know, and he was, a. Li- I, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. At some point, about a week later, when I had him, um, when I was watching him by myself, um, I was like, I don't think we can do this. This child is wild. Mm. Uh, he's throwing things, you know. He's peeing on himself because he's mad. He would just pee himself. Um, he Could would, also be you know, a trauma response. Yeah, exactly, right? So he was do- He was like, I-, I was like, I don't think we can do this. I literally thought about calling the caseworker. I think we made a mistake. I think we made a mistake. And... Uh, luckily um we we worked through it you know and he changed because he's coming from a chaotic home you can't control where they come from or you Mm -hmm. can't control where they go you control the time you have them you give them all the love and structure and everything in that time so he so watching his growth was amazing and you're so lucky that he was only three or four like you really got him early on in life where yes you know long-term damage wouldn't persist yes well you know and some people that want to adopt or foster children. I only want little children because they don't have trauma or teenagers are too much trouble. 
we have not experienced a teenage foster care. Okay. I have not done that. I wouldn't yeah. mind doing that. It's just didn't happen in our cards. Um, yeah. But one thing I think if you foster a, a, a teenage child is like, or go to adopt, you're not trying to replace their parents. Okay. You are not, I am not going to give you a second childhood. You can't, you can't, you can't put that on them. Right. Right. All you can do is give them stability and structure and a loving environment. And sometimes, many times, that's all they need. It's great. They, they, they blossom and, you know, they, and it, it, it works. And sometimes some kids just have so much trauma that it's very difficult for these families, you know, and you can even adopt a child that you've had for, for 10 years. And just because they want to, they start to wonder about the biologicals. Yeah. You know, that, which so, is normal, Yeah, which is normal, mm-hmm. you know. And so it, uh, teenagers are a different ballgame. Now, one of the benefits of adopting a teenager, not because they age out at 18. If right. you adopt, if you start fostering or adopt a 16 year old child <clears throat> or start to foster, you can, um, you can still get uh, the, the reimbursements and Medicaid until I believe they're 21. Okay. okay so they kind of still stay under CPS care or, or the, the, the assistance until then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so it really depends. Also, an 18-year-old child can, can decide to continue in foster care on their own, okay? But that has to be done prior to 18. Um, so, so the pros, like I said, it's the, you know, you start getting a family, you're a family unit. That's great. Yeah. You know, some of the cons are, yes, trauma. There are some traumas sometimes that you have to deal with, uh, physical, emotional. There's uh, some of these kids are working through a lot of stuff. It's hard that it might be on, on several psychotropic medications and, you know, it can be very hard. Uh, also f- f- physical disabilities, uh, some children that are, you know, nonverbal. I mean, it, it's, it, it's hard. Um, uh, I would, I wouldn't say necessarily it's a con, but I guess some people consider paperwork a con, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I have to do monthly logs. You have to be patient with the process. Yes, Please. yes, 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 absolutely. You have to be patient. You know, like I, what I have to do on my documentation is not very hard. I do a little write up every month as to this. It's formatted. I just fill in the blanks. We have to keep a medication log of any medication the child is given at the time, and yeah. the, the, the the name of the make. And we got a, all the description of the medications, okay, uh, of when it was prescribed. Um, you know, and we got to show that we're taking them out, we're doing stuff, but that's part of the write up. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the trainings, you know, yeah. uh, sometimes the trainings, uh, even then they're not that long or hard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that could be a con. Um, yeah. we, we're kind of already getting tired of being inspected, having the caseworkers come over. We're like, okay, we're about to adopt. We're about to be done with this. But once again, it's yeah. not necessarily a con. Once again, yeah. we have a good relationship with our caseworkers. Mm-hmm. I feel the system works. I think, um, I am, I've been very happy with every every part of the process with all the children. If I have closed the refrigerator door, sorry, I got children that are feeding themselves. <laughs> yeah, I can hear them in the leaving. background. Sorry. That's hey, okay. I am on a call. Please be quiet. I told you that, right? Yes, all three of them. Um, I already lost my train of thought where I was going with that. But, oh, we're just uh, talking about the cons. Yeah, the cons, you know, so the paperwork, but. Yeah. Um, and I would also know, think like, the, you know, having to make the investment, knowing that you may have to let them go in a certain amount of time. And it takes a very strong person, a very special person to process and deal with that up front. 
knowing that I, that's a possible. Outcome. I was, I was, I was gutted when Little Man went home. I remember that. Oh, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. However, it helped that we had such a good relationship. But that's why you do it. The family yes. won. You yes. know, the family. It was like it was a good thing. It was yes. a good thing. You know. Yep. But you know, still emotionally invested. You know. Yes. But, um, you but know, you so, had the experience. Yes. I mean, which now, now, is invaluable. there are some. There are some families that maybe they don't. They're not doing what they're supposed to do uh, to be in compliant with their license. So the agency gets on them, you know, or they don't like the caseworker or some, you know, but then again, there might be some bad caseworker, or I shouldn't say, some caseworkers <laughs> and the foster parents and their dynamics just are not clicking. It's challenging. Yeah. You know, it just depends. So when I see a, a foster parent complaining about the process, I always take it with a little grain of salt. I don't always think it's the agency. I don't always think it's a CPS worker. I also think it's that parent. You know, mm -hmm. uh, one of the biggest complaints is like, I'm not getting a placement. I'm not getting a placement. Why not? You know, well, when you dig into it, you find out they only want a child from zero to one, right? From zero to one, blonde, mm -hmm. girl, Caucasian or whatever, right? I mean, yeah. got, it's not Amazon Prime, right? <laughs> it's not, not for real. I, and people, I think some of them really think it's that. Well, how yeah. fast can, if I get approved, how fast can I adopt the child? I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, hey, 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 yeah. slow down, you know? That is one of the things I've seen. You gotta have realistic expectations about the whole process and be willing exactly. to compromise. You have to, you have to be flexible. You have to roll with the punches, you know? And, you know, yeah. like, you know, we're professionals, Lisa. We have people in our professions that you're like, wow, how did they, how did they do this? How? I can't believe they're able to do this job or barely, right? I, you just, not everyone is cut out to do it, right? But you yeah. have to be real, people have to be realistic with that. Yeah, know? yeah. And so uh, at some point you're gonna have to kind of decide, you know, this, maybe this wasn't for us. Like I said, I had two weeks in, I'm thinking that, right? Two weeks yeah. in, I'm already like, this is not a good idea. You probably go through a period of shock because it's such a change, you know? And once you over those little aftershocks come through and you're like, okay, you can kind of put it yeah, in perspective. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, once we got little man, we had him for eight weeks. Oh my God. So I kept getting calls for placements or, or they would send us, they would send me legal risk emails. So that's where mm -hmm. the ages, that's where CPS is looking for a home. So I would get hit with these emails. Like every day we got this child that's a legal risk placement. I think you'd like them. What do you think? You know, uh, I remember there's a little little nine month old uh, black boy uh, in Houston needed a home, and this is a little bit of the background of why the child was moved. You know, do you want to submit a home study? And I'm like, well, yeah, well, hey, Rosanna, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, talk so, talk to your partner first. <laughs> exactly. So then the next day, the next day, and then before I knew it, I had like seven home studies out there, and they're not going to call you back and tell you, oh, sorry, no, they're gonna they're they don't have time to do it. They don't have time for that, right? Yeah. So, but that became overwhelming. Oh, for me, you know? So I said, you know what? We're just going to focus on the little boy we have, okay? We're just going to mm -hmm. focus on him and get our feet wet here on, on, on the process. So we had, we had him for, we did it for about eight weeks before we ended up, uh, he came in in July uh, and we got the sibling group in October, July, August, September. Okay, three months is when wow. we got the other. So, and then, so when we got, uh, after all was that, we adopted three, the other boy went home. And we got the, the fifth child, all right, the little the little guy right now. Uh, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, we we know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, no problem. We got it. We're we 
I know what I got to do. You know, you get it all done. Paperwork, you know, you're doing it. You're Uh, a veteran now. Exactly. Even with the the adoption thing, it's funny because little tidbit of information is when I submitted my information to the attorney, the attorney's like, hey, um, you put your name here, but we need to know what your middle name is. Your middle name just says G. I said, well, yeah, because that is my middle name. They're like, what? I, I go, remember, we went through this last adoption, you know, <clears throat> on my, I got a birth certificate that says, it just says G, G, that's my parents' name, Ismail G. Gonzalez. Mm. That's what it is. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, so this kind of process, it's a lot smoother. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier, but so you kind of already know what to expect, yeah. you know. A lot, a lot of the difficulty, one of the cons, I guess, is depending on if you have multiple children, they have multi, they got their all the doctor visits they have to go to, the yeah. dentist visits, you know, therapies, visitation with the parents. That's another thing. Sorry, I forgot. About, uh, they may, they're going to have a visitation with the parents depending on what the judge orders, right? Okay. So I was taking little man into Austin uh, to visit the mother for two hours and then a thirty minute break to take him to another location to have a two hour visit with the father. Oh, wow. Every Sunday for a year and a half. Not to mention Saturday was speech therapy for an hour. So that was it. We had to like work the rest of our life, uh, uh, you know, recreate, whatever we do with kids was around that schedule, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, that was, that took a lot that's of time. T- that's very time consuming. Yeah. There are some, there are sometimes some people will have maybe a two hour ride to take a child to a visit, you know, wow. CPS will transport the little baby we have here. Uh, CPS was transporting him uh, yeah. from one town to the other, uh, pick him up from daycare, take him over there, bring him back. The, that's a question. So it's the foster parents responsibility to take them to the parents or do you meet them halfway or do the parents come to you or how is that decided upon? It depends. It okay. all depends. Yeah. So with our first boy, the visitation, we were nervous. We're like, I don't, you know, you don't want to, you're like, what about these parents? Ah, you know, Yeah. I don't want to meet them. What do they meet us? <laughs> when do they find out where we're living? You know, um, we were doing, he had, they had supervised visitation. So there's a contracted worker that'll be there supervising um, a visit. Right. And so we would take a little man there. Um, and then I would see the mom in the lobby, like, Hey, here's your child. Here you go. Go have fun. Go, go, go. You got two hours. I'm going to go, go eat lunch. I'm going to go kill time, whatever. I'd come back and I'd take the child and, and you know, take them and we'd go on. Right. Um, whereas um, then we're taking, like I said, to the other visit. Um, so the, the visitations, I guess I, if I would have said, luckily it was Sunday, we could do it. Right. But I also told them we can't do it during the week. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I just could, I couldn't do it. Um, I've heard some families, sometimes we'll get a child, uh, maybe a legal risk placement from Dallas where they live in Austin, where they still have visits, right? So you kind of have to take the child up there, right? Yeah. Or or uh, that's another thing to ask when you call for a placement, what's visitation, you know, uh, things like that. But it just depends on the on the department, that county, that that office, if they have the manpower, the bandwidth to, to do visitation. Yeah. Uh, they should they, they, I believe they have to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, it, but sometimes, you know, things, things happen and it doesn't. So that okay. usually will fall onto the parent to do it. Now there are some parents who take out their anger of the child being removed onto the biological, onto the foster parents. You People need trying, to be aware of that. You are trying to steal my child. You are taking my child. 
you know, they're projecting the blame. Yes. Or, you know, it's, it's a hard, regardless of why the child was moved, it's still their child. Right. And so sometimes, sometimes the only thing they can control is a haircut is a haircut of the child. Wow. Do not cut my child's hair. They would tell the caseworker and the caseworker tell the foster, don't cut their hair. When my little boy came in, he had like, his hair was like this, Yeah. you know? And we, we actually, previously, we, we just cut their hair. We didn't think to ask. I didn't know it was a big yeah. deal, but, but I wanted to kind of cover it. And so we asked the caseworker, asked the parent, the parent said, okay, no problem, cut it. Okay, so we okay. did it, you know? Yeah. But, there, but once again, there are some parents that some parents are upset during a visit. I don't like the way my child is dressed. I don't like the, what they're wearing or, or they're not wearing the clothes I have or, or whatever, right? So is it a way to keep the parents maybe still tied into the process? Oh, absolutely. It's their child. I mean, yeah. they still got, they, and it's for the child too. It yeah. doesn't matter. It, even if a child has been abused by the parent, it's all they know. They still want to see their parent. They're going to cry for them. They're going to, you know, they, it's still their parent, right? So they still, they would have business. I would have to say that yeah. my the little man, when he went to visits, uh, he didn't cry when he left. He wasn't exceptionally like, oh, I get to see my parent today, you know, but he was happy. He'd go there, spend time, get some stuff mm-hmm. and come home and, and okay, daddy, let's go home. You know, yeah. you yeah. know, it, it, it just depends. It depends on every situation is different. So right. that can be hard. That can also be hard. You can have a good relationship with the, with the adoptive parent. Sometimes you don't even see them. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you take them in one door and then <clears throat> somebody walks them in or whatever. You know, sometimes yeah. there's a safety issue and they do that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, the, man, that's, I forgot about visits. That was a that's an important. That's a big one. That, that's a big is, one. It is. And I and a good one to make sure yes. people note in their notes about this. Um. So I have one last question for sure. you, and that's advice or tips to anybody thinking to ad- foster or adopt through the foster care system. First of all, everything I've talked about is Texas only. Yeah, that's true. Texas, Texas so only. You got to check your state. Eligibility like requirements, exactly. process, exactly. everything's different. They're, they're essentially the same thing, not, not necessarily okay. all the same thing. Now, there is another benefit I did not mention yet, and that is any child that has been in CPS care one day is eligible for the state to cover their tuition and fees to any state college in Texas. For, four, for the whole four years? It's like a scholarship. They're going to cover it. They're going to cover amazing. tuition and fees. So okay. you got to come up with... Uh, with uh, uh, room, and, room and board, room and board, right? There are a couple of schools, I believe Texas A&M Kingsville and Texas A&M uh, Corpus Christi have a um, supervised, um, <coughs> oh, word, SIL, supervised independent living mm-hmm. where they, um, they will cover like this child who is still, uh, they will give them room and board. They'll give them room and board because yeah. they're still kind of under CPS care. Um, but but you no, know, that that's helpful, and I believe you can even use that uh, those funds for maybe for trade school, okay, or or uh, vocational. Uh, I'm not. I I think those would have to definitely be approved. May may not happen. I know. Mm-hmm. I I've seen some people say it happens. So mm-hmm. that that's a, that's a big deal there. Um, but advice for this man, you know, we're we're no different. We're no we're not special. We're not special. We're lucky. We're um, lucky to get these children for real, you know, because I would tell my wife because we had went to New Orleans before we, after we got a license. So we were knowing we could get a call any day. 
you know, I told my wife, I go, you know what? Or even in the process, there's children out there right now that their path, fate is going to bring them into our home. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to meet destiny, whatever, whatever they call it, yeah. serendipity, all those are right here. This is where we're going to meet, you know. Um, you know, and it's, it just, it's just worked out. This is my experience. This is where we're at. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, anyone can do this. And that's why I tell people on social media, you see me post all the time. Yep. And even if anybody watching this thing, I don't know if my contact information, they can reach out to you to find me. I will answer whatever question anybody wants at any time, maybe something I didn't talk about or to expand on something I did or mentioned, you mm-hmm. know, I will do that. You know, so I, 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 I will help. Right now, I also don't say just no. You got to only go to my agency. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's agencies out there now. I do see some stuff sometimes where uh, same sex, same sex couples and adoptions, and there's some stuff in the media. You know, I think there was a, a, a SCOTUS ruling about um, an eight Christian agencies. Right. Mm. Um, not every agency <laughs> is one of those. There's that is a, a small number. In fact, in this foster group, I don't think I've ever seen anyone post anything about an agency saying, no, we're not going to take you, you know, mm. now granted, they may not have passed other things, right, but not based upon any kind of a, 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 a lifestyle, right. Mm-hmm. In fact, my agency is owned by a, a, a James Mercer and, the, and the, uh, uh, Dr. Fulton, husband, their husbands, we went to their daughter's bat mitzvah, they've adopted uh, three children, you know. And mm-hmm. so I, the story with him is, I believe he tried to um, uh, adopt the child, and I believe he was told he was told no because uh, he was Jewish. They were Jewish, and so he's like, "Well, what I'll, year was this?" Oh, uh, this is uh, I don't know, fifteen years ago, something like that. It was wow. a pre- yeah. There was well, I think once again it, to the particular agency they went to, mm, okay. that agency. Oh, uh, okay. I'm that one agency, yeah. not not the state of Texas. That okay. has nothing to do with state of Texas. That's just that agency. It was a private agency. Yeah. And so he's like, well, I'm going to start up my own agency. And so that's where he's at, you know, yeah. <laughs> and now he's, he's all over the state, you know, and Oklahoma. Yeah. He's also okay. in Oklahoma. Okay. So, you know, when, you know, when, when you want to do this, anybody can do it. You just have to like, yes, you can just, if you have a home, you know, if you want, if you want to love, help a child, you know, anybody can do it. There was a story I posted, maybe you've heard about the starfish. Father and son are walking on the beach and there's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of starfishes on the beach. And the little boy's picking up one, throwing it up, you know, he's picking up another one. He's like, well, what are you doing? You know, you're not going to do anything. Look at all these starfish, you know, and the son says, well, no, no. I mean, it'll make a difference to this one. Exactly. This one, you know. So, um, you know, when I see people on social media, I, I don't know. I think social media screwed up, messed up a lot of things, but yeah people out of outrage and you know well you know i want to you know people should change the world or do something like that you know well Mm -hmm. you know well you know i I always you see it i post i go their lives matter kids lives matter if you want to do something if you really want to advocate for change or or you know do something positive why Mm -hmm. not just do this help a child a child in your home don't think so globally it's overwhelmingly start with yourself in your home exactly And that's the one thing I try to, I try to tell people. And so I tell them that, you know, but, and I, but I, like I said, I have several people that reach out to me and it doesn't matter about the domination, the, the, the uh, religious aspects. Uh, now, one of the things about um, 
same-sex marriage or same-sex couples, okay, um, is if you get to the adoption part, okay, if you're not married, only one person is going to be on the on on the yeah. on the birth certificate, okay. Mm -hmm. Now later, that person, that individual, can adopt the child, right? That's a different process, but that's that. So okay. Uh, so there have been some people that are not also uh, 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 husband and wife, you know, or boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, we want to adopt a child. Well, we want our names to be on there. Well, you got to get married. Okay. <laughs> so either one of you gets it or you both get it. And this is what you have to do. So I've heard of some instances where, why is the TV on? Turn it off. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got <laughs> headphones on. See, my, my, my seven-year-olds. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, so um, I were some instances where a family got married by the judge that was going to be able to do the adoption, right? Like right before, like, okay, oh, wow. let's get you married. You're married. You know, okay, now let's go to the adoption, right? You know? oh, wow. <laughs> so know, the <laughs> twins, they're always fighting. I don't get it, right? Uh, so, um, so in those instances, you know, um, anyway, so it, th there's opportunities out there for people, anybody to do it. Okay. So yeah. uh, if people research a little bit, um, it, it can be done. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard. It can be hard for single people, but it's very doable. Got to yeah. be organized, right? Uh, you know, for family once again, um, but it's not special. And I think there's, I think there's a lot of support system out there right now. Um, oh, the, the reimbursement we get, that's not income. Okay. That's not taxable oh. income. That's a okay. reimbursement. You don't claim okay. that. You don't claim that. Um, yeah. If you want to claim a child on your on your on your taxes, mm -hmm. they have to be in your home six months, one day. Then okay. you can claim that child. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sometimes some parents still claim their child even though they don't have them, and then now you're getting to have to deal with IRS back and forth uh, mm -hmm. to to get uh, that credit, right? Yeah. So. You know, like you said, start do the change at home. I mean, uh, I know people want to advocate, and there's a lot of outrage and stuff. And they, yeah, you know, instead of wearing a hat or wearing a color or or making signs or just posting something on social media, <laughs> you know, yeah, all talk is, and no walk. Exactly. This is this is what something you can do, you know. And so anybody, I if I can do it, I'm anybody can do it. You know, people just have to just decide. You know, yeah. and then, but a lot of people have a lot of questions they don't know. They don't know. Yep. So hopefully yep. this will get out there and get some information for people. You know, yeah, once exactly. again, Texas only, Texas only. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of children that do need to be adopted. There's a website called TAR, Texas uh, Adoption Resource Exchange, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. It is for children that are only up for adoption through the okay. state of Texas, okay? Yeah. That's a whole, that's, you still need a home study for that. You still need to have an agency. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to talk to you unless you submit that information. Yeah. So, uh, but it is, it's, it's heart wrenching to see these children there and, and uh, up for adoption and kids of all the, the whole gambit of age, uh, physical abilities, uh, uh, races, uh, sibling groups, yeah. you know, single children. And then what's sad is I'll see some of them age out, you yeah. know, there'll be some teenagers and then. They and never I've, got it. They never I've got been there long enough and they just disappear. They're what, yeah. 17, 17, and then they're gone. Yeah. It's you know, a shame. it is, it is. But uh, like I said, if anybody ever wants to uh, get a hold of me, get through contact Lisa. I'll, I'll get the uh, oh. the face. You said you're in a Facebook group for foster parents. Yes, yes. Get, that's also, and that's people also that aren't foster parents can 
Yeah, Join yeah, them. Texas, okay. uh, te uh, uh, Texas Foster uh, and Adoption uh, Group. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll put the link down in the description yeah, box. Yeah, so yeah, that's can that's get a get good one and... because uh, people can ask all kinds of questions about the process and everything, and, and yeah. there's a lot of a uh, lot of feedback in there. Yeah. And uh, real life stories, you know. Well, I'm so, going to disagree with you on one thing, oh and boy, I think what? you are special. Oh, I really sad. do, because if if the, if you weren't a special person to raise another person's child we'd have more of it and we wouldn't have this problem, right? So I think yeah. you are special and I think you're pretty awesome. Well, so. my wife too, my wife And your is, wife, yes, she's yes. She's the captain this of this ship, okay? Absolutely. I just, I'm just yeah. a face, I'm just a face. Yeah, 50%, yeah, definitely. She has, she's, she's phenomenal. She is so, so organized in what she does and what, what she does with the children and everything, you know, and Impressive. it's great, it's great. Yeah. Uh, oh, one last thing, I forgot another benefit, I'm sorry. If the, when you adopt a child, sorry, I'm gonna finish this up. So when you adopt a child, if they could be eligible for adoption assistance, okay? I oh, mean, I totally forgot. So yeah, what about assisting for adoption, right? Well, a child has to be considered special needs. And in order to be considered special needs, they need to be a, a sibling group, right? Yeah. A sibling group considers that special needs. If, if you adopt a, a, a minority child, uh, two years old or older, or a Caucasian child, even though I guess Hispanics are Caucasian, but I guess a white kid, right? They have to be six years or older. Mm. So they're, in order to get the adoption assistance, which is Medicaid till they're 18, Medicaid till they're 18. Uh, also, uh, there is an adoption assistance stipend. Basic level is $400 a month until that child turns 18, okay? Uh, that's also kind of like, like, hey, thank you for adopting this child. Here's some help to continue mm -hmm. to continue to make this success. So not mm -hmm. only do you have some of the benefits during the, the foster caring, but also adoption, right? Yep. But these people, the people that only want babies, I want a one-year-old, you know, you're not gonna adopt a newborn. Once again, it's the whole process, right? Uh, they're not gonna qualify for that. However, sometimes, and then you adopt the child and then, you know, after you've adopted them, they've got issues you can sometimes go back and reapply and ask for like, hey, we need this because of special needs. Also a doctor can write a note, can, can also say, hey, this child's gonna have lifelong disability or whatever, and they will be eligible for, for also for that adoption assistance and the Medicaid okay. and, pay, and paying for the attorney for the adoption, sorry. So if uh -huh. they don't qualify for that, then you gotta pay the, the, the adoption, right? Okay. So once again, so there's, there's, also, there's also assistance if the child qualifies, okay. Yeah. So they're obviously they're trying to get more minority child, more minority children and sibling groups mm -hmm. to get adopted. One last thing: if you adopt a child, and then they have a sibling, mother has another baby, whatever, that child gets removed, gets into your care, and you end up adopting them. That child will qualify for the adoption assistance because they are joining a sibling. Okay. If, that's, if the other child did not have it, they're not going to get it. Okay. okay. So it, it depends. So I, I forgot. Yes, there is assistance for people yes. to adopt also. So yes. really, there's a lot of stuff. Medical, yes. care, there's a little financial help. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. And plus, the children are on Medicaid. If you got foster kids, then because uh, they got Medicaid, you get $5.99 uh, charge on Amazon Prime. You get a discount. You get a discount on Amazon nice. Prime. That yeah. helps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. You know, this talk today has been so helpful because it's not only been inspirational, it's been informational. And I, 
I didn't want to talk to an expert. I wanted to talk to a person that's in the trenches, somebody that's gone yeah, through the yeah, process yeah. that is doing it, not somebody yeah. that just knows about it. So I'm so glad you came on my channel today and shared with us. Well, I, I hope uh, I gave some good information and didn't babble too much. I tend to do that. But I, I, I was a little nervous, Lisa. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, Lisa's <laughs> going to ask me to do this. And she has, she has like some like, wow, some other fancy people on her page, you know, like, oh, you, wanna, you know, want me? OK, fine. So I was, I was no, nervous. I'm going to lie. I was you're nervous, perfect. but I appreciate it, Lisa. I miss you. I it's miss you, too. to see you. I mean, uh, you're, you're, I mean, you're one of my, one of my older friends from back in the day, you know, so it's, I'm really glad I could help. Five years ago. I, really, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's been great. So I, I really hope uh, if anybody, like I said, anybody has any questions, please reach out. Yes. If you want clarifications, any other question you had about the process or, 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 or whatever, whatever, please reach out to me and I, I will, yes. I'll let you know. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again, Skip, for being on my channel. And if you guys like this video, please give it a thumbs up and don't forget to share it with whoever might be interested in this topic. And uh, please subscribe to my channel and hit the bell so you'll be alerted when the next video drops. Thanks, Skip. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.